The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. My guest today, Lee Harris, has a beautiful book out. He really is a beautiful soul. Uh, The book is Energy Speaks. Messages from Spirit on Living, Loving, and Awakening. And I think that he has been living this his entire life. And over the course of the last 15 or 20 years, the world has been blessed with his own awakening. Uh, And with that said, welcome to Soulful Living, Lee. Thank you for having me, Terry. Lovely to be here. I'm so excited. So listeners, Lee and I had a show scheduled and we about a month ago and there was a little bit of a a hiccup in the schedule. So here we are today. And one of the things that we talked about was the energy of clearing and moving things. And that just so happens to be the message of his latest energy. I want to make sure I get the right word. Energy update. Right. Is that it? Yes. yes, Yeah. The energy update, because I couldn't find my notes here. So um, so we're going to talk about that, too, listeners. We're not going to just talk about the book. So right now, though, let's dive in to the book. You are a channel. You are an intuitive messenger, a medium. You hold workshops all over the world. How did you really come to embrace these gifts? Well, I think it, you know, like many, it was a, it was a bit of a slow process because I, I, I think that most of us were raised in, in our society to not necessarily embrace our spiritual gifts or even to know about them and know that this world of energy exists, this world of intuition exists and that we can all potentially tap into it. So for me, it was hearing my guides at the age of 22 and I had been on a self-growth metaphysical path for about five or six years at the time. And my own intuition was was definitely opening. And I was doing things like playing with tarot cards with friends and kind of getting messages for them, even though I didn't really, I never knew what the cards meant. Um, so, you know, it was kind of almost like something I didn't really think was real until I heard the voice of my guides. And then everything changed for me literally overnight. And I would go home and I would start asking them questions after work and I would write it all down. And so I did that for many, many months. And I would ask them personal questions and I would ask them questions about the world. And the answers they always gave me would be more than just clarity for my mind. They would make my whole body relax and suddenly I would become more open again. So after a few a few years of kind of keeping that to just my spiritually open friends and you know working with some of them doing little sessions for them just here and there um a yoga teacher friend who i helped over coffee one day she said you should do this as a job and that was 2004 and um you know at the time i I never thought it would become a full-time job um but within two years Um, I was doing full-time readings. And then as the years have gone on, um, you know, as as happens to all of us as human beings, we evolve and we grow. And so I've managed to 
create my work in different ways in the world now, including the energy updates that you mentioned, where I, rather than channeling the Zs, my guides, um, I actually kind of go halfway. So in a way, the Zs are involved in what comes through me, but I'm being an energy intuitive and giving voice to how are we all experiencing this pretty massive shift on the planet? How might it be showing up for you in feelings and in thoughts? And how can you navigate that? So yeah, that that's what led me to today. Well, and I really love the energy updates. I follow them on YouTube. Uh, I really love the book. I love so many of the messages that have been that you have shared. And it's funny that you mentioned kind of that half and half, because as I was reading the book, I'm like, okay, there's such a fine line between you and your message and the message of your guides. And it's so beautiful how it's all blended together. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. I've spoken to other people who channel and, and I don't just mean people who channel publicly. I mean, I know I meet lots of people who <laughs> confide in me. Oh, I run my business through channeling, but I'd never tell the employees, you know, it's right. interesting. It's kind of mm-hmm. interesting how it's still slightly taboo. Um, but at the same time, more and more people are, are beginning to see it as part of their everyday life, you know, as, as a good part of their life. So um, for me, I think the more you channel, the more you start to integrate the message um, and the more your viewpoint becomes permanently changed um, as you you get invited to see and feel things that you weren't seeing and feeling before. So it was interesting with the book. Um, I wanted to, because I do still channel my guides, but they're not the main focus of my work anymore. But I wanted to make sure that we took some of their core messages of the last 15 years and put them into book form. So that's how the book was born. It was it was giving birth to what I would say is about 80% channeled uh, as a book and also sharing my story and my journey as an intuitive in the opening chapter. Well, and for those that, um, you know, as you mentioned, I, I channel every day, you know, those that have that attitude where I, I channel every day, but I could never tell anybody, you know, I channel, but I could never tell my employees. What do you say to them? You know, what kind of uh, message do you have for them in maybe stepping out and embracing their own connection to the divine and their higher self? Well, it depends on the context of the conversation. So, for example, I've I've, many people, I actually stopped doing private sessions late last year, um, but many people I was working with at the time were coming to me because they wanted to use their spiritual gifts in the world. And so part of our work together was me helping them with how they might do that, but also overcoming the fear of persecution of mm-hmm. people judging you and and so that is actually work that I do now in my online programs and a program I have called impact the world for entrepreneurs and people who want to be soul based entrepreneurs but you know if it's somebody who confides in me i often don't say anything because i know there is a power for them in having someone like me or someone else they might tell that story to, there's a power in them of saying something that they're normally nervous to say and have it be a very normal conversation with someone, in this case, me. So not only do I know it's, you know, kind of get what they're saying, it also doesn't phase me or in any way surprise me. So 
if it's just a, a passing moment or someone, you know, grabs my arm at a party because they've heard what I do and they, they want, you know, I'm their confession moment. I think, well, you know, it might not be for me to push them any further, but even just being in that conversation with them is, is a, a step towards normalizing it for them. Well, and knowing that they, um, that their message is being received by someone that is safe, you know, someone that they can totally open up to without judgment, whether you give them feedback or not, has to be very comforting and reassuring to whoever's delivering that message to you. Absolutely. And, and I actually see that I kind of, you know, how I think in life, I'm 43 now and I think in life, it, it, it's interesting how it takes time, doesn't it, to see what you're doing and why you're doing it in life. And then suddenly you can look back five or 10 years and you get a little bit of a, a kind of overview. You see, you see the path you've walked and you see mm-hmm. some of the reasoning or some of the, the kind of um, keys. And one of the things I didn't realize I was here to do was to be one of the people to help normalize channeling. Because, um, you know, I think, I think it is like I said, it can be such a good part of our lives, like yoga, uh, like uh, healthy eating. It can be a brilliantly helpful aspect of our daily life, which you, of course, know, Terry. So I realize now in retrospect that part of my job, uh, I've been one of the people to help make channeling a little more normal because I grew up meeting or seeing a lot of channelers and you didn't really know anything about who they were as people. So it was very easy to, for example, see Esther Hicks as as Abraham and go, oh, well, there isn't really an Esther there. All we ever see is Abraham. Um, and she, to me, is a master channeler. But I, I like the paradigm we're in now where we can learn about, well, what's the channeler going through in their everyday life or what do they like to do that's grounded? Because... I think the power of that is not so much about the person. It's not really about being super interested in that person's life, but it reminds us, oh, this seemingly otherworldly thing can coexist with going to the grocery store and picking up that day's vegetables. And I think we've often had this big separation in our minds between the spirit world and between the earthly world. And actually the truth is, they coexist. And that's really where the gold is. If you can let them coexist and let them have a relationship with each other and affect each other. I love how you put that coexist. You know, we think about coexisting on the planet in, in human form with other human beings and other cultures and even the animals on our planet. We don't like I have not heard that terminology until I met you where you talk about coexisting with the spirit realm because just because we can't see them doesn't mean that they don't exist. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. And I I think also one of my biggest, uh, let me say shocks or doubts, maybe it was my biggest, my biggest doubt about when I started channeling was I was on the London Underground, so that's the subway train in London at the time where I was living. And I was just going about my day thinking all my thoughts, and all of a sudden, for the first time, I clearly heard the voice of my guides. And Mm -hmm. it has never gone away since. 
Now, to me, I should have been surely in the Himalayas or in a monastery, or I should have been fasting for 40 days before that happened. That was my mm -hmm. belief system. Right. So, it, it, you know, it was so ordinary. The, 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 the extraordinary came to me in the most ordinary kind of disconnected place. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people aren't really communicating. It's not, there's not a ton of love and light on the subway. Um, and yet there it was. So for me, that, that has always been my experience. It's that the magical and the everyday are, you know, best friends. And if we, if we can see it like that, then we can actually start to infuse more magic into our everyday and know that it's always there just a moment away if we choose to allow it to be there and we choose to have a, a mindset and an ability to open to it that's present in our life. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to put it. You know, I, I look at the uh, shamanic and the mystic, mystical teachings that I've studied over the years. And, you know, e even the shamanic journey, people will say, well, you know, you need to do this and you need to do that. And I say the beauty of it is when you can be walking your everyday life and realize that deep connection so that it happened to you on a subway, really just um solidifies more the idea of mainstream and that this is real life people right this this is what can happen in life and then what you have done taking it out to the masses and sharing your story and educating them is the beautiful blessing that came from that moment yeah, and of course, it's interesting. Something you just said really is, is so important, I think, for all of us to get. You said about certain shamanic teachers will say, well, this is the way or this is how it happens. That has always been one of my strongest bugbears when I see any spiritual teacher telling people how things are, as if, right. as if there is a certainty to it. You know, I, I worked with I think by the time I finished doing private sessions, I'd done about 4,000. And then obviously thousands and thousands of people in countries all over the world in workshops. Nobody is the same. Absolutely. Right. You know, if you're really, you know, if, if you're reading the room and reading the person, all of us have slightly different experiences, pasts, backgrounds. It's the same way if you're a health practitioner. You know, what works for one person's body is going to be different for another person's body because of how their body and their genetics are showing up in them. Mm -hmm. So I'm always um, a little disappointed whenever I see people get lost because they were told that this is the way it's supposed to be. Um, right. That's just not my truth about people. And unfortunately, you see a lot of people following rules that can never actually work for them and then chastising themselves. So I, I always think it's a sign of maturity when you meet a teacher of any kind in the world. It doesn't have to be a spiritual teacher who knows how to work with the student where they are and to bring the student where they might need to be within the teaching rather than trying to get the student to, you know, um, have an enforced experience of the teaching the way that that teacher sees that it should be. It's a very fine line. And I think it's a very old paradigm way of teaching that we're beginning to lose, thankfully. Yes, definitely. Thankfully, I agree 100 percent. It's it's that path of um, direct revelation. And I love what you said about meeting the student where they are. Right. And just being able to say, OK, 
this is what we're going to do now. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific dogma or protocol. We're going to see what you need and then we're going to go from there. Yeah, because if 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 our parents or our guardians when we were five years old had tried to teach us accounting, mm-hmm. we, you know, it wouldn't have done right. us any good. Um, but, you know, there comes a certain age where you're ready to learn a little bit about accounting and running your bank account. And so, you know, it's it's no different to kids. It's like we teach them on a an as they're ready basis. And that's how most of us were taught. So I think it's the same with anything that you're learning in life. Yes. Uh, Listeners, I'm having a conversation with Lee Harris. You can find all of his information here on the Soulful Living page and Empower Radio. We're talking about his book, Energy Speaks, Messages from Spirit on Living, Loving and Awakening. And Lee, in the book, there really are messages on every aspect of life from love and relationships, abundance, even sex and um, relationships with your soul family and your soul connections. A couple of the chapters that really um, meant a lot to me were self-care. And I think that we are in like this self-care crisis. I think you even say something like that in the book. And you offer a guidance of a three-week self-care program. Can you share why that was important to you and to your guides? Yes. So it was, it was actually that, that came from a weekend workshop I was running in Germany in 2010. And um, it was called A Self-Love Journey, the audio that came out of that. And what we did was we took the best of that whole weekend and kind of put it into the chapter. And the truth is that when we know how to look after ourselves uh, to the best of our ability and the best of our knowledge at that time, we start to refuel our energy and we are able to hold the energy that we need to have in this world for our relationships, for our mission, for our well-being. And yet, especially in today's society, we are dealing with a much more hyper world than many of us grew up in. So the speed of information, the speed of stimulation, the major overhaul on the planet that's going on around our systems, around world leadership, around the environment, it's a lot to take in. And so if you aren't able to look after yourself and look after your soul and your spirit as a human being, you start to suffer. It's why we see things like depression, anxiety. So it could be that you aren't looking after your physical body and that your nutritional balance is off or your exercise needs are off because that's part of self-care. But it could also be that you're sapping your spirit because you're working in a job that you really don't like, but you're doing it because you think you've got to in order Mm -hmm. to make the money to look after the people that you've committed to. And The truth is what spirit tells us is there's always another way, but it starts with the self. Mm -hmm. So self-care is a tricky one because many people, you'll see this online, they'll be like, well, isn't that just selfish? And it's like, well, actually, you know, if you think about it, you could say that a mother who is devoted to her child has to become selfish to all these other people in her life in order to do that successfully. Mm -hmm. You know, she doesn't see her friends as much. And the same with the fathers too. You know, the life changes to revolve around the mission of being a parent to a child. You have to eliminate certain things. So, but that's their goal and their focus. And so self-care crisis, if you like, is, is kind of what 
in a way, I think we're in, but at the same time, I don't think we've ever been in such a time where there is a mainstream conversation around emotional and physical well-being. Uh, mm -hmm. It's definitely far more out there and available to us than it was when I was growing up 25, 30 years ago. So, um, so I think that's really important because that's where our power comes from. And the message the guides say is, you really need all your power at a time like this because this is yeah. a huge time on earth. And so if you aren't able to look after and sustain yourself, you will experience the negative effects of such a big time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, coming at it from that perspective of it not being narcissistic, because yes, that is what we were taught. You know, it's narcissistic, it's selfish, and it's really exactly the opposite. So I really resonated with that chapter. For me, it's about soul care and and elevating our own level of consciousness and physicality and spirituality so that we can go out and serve whatever it is we are wanting to do in the world. The other chapter that I really loved was the art of receiving, because I think that that's kind of in line with um, being told that we are selfish. We're not, we weren't taught to receive and to be grateful. So true. And it's interesting. There are three chapters in the book um, that relate to abundance. And there, there is one that is simply called abundance. And it mm -hmm. talks about how the energy of abundance, how you can access it, how to tap into it. There's one called loving money, which is about neutralizing money so that you don't make money a villain or a hero in your life. You just recognize it as this part, this energy source that we're in, in and out of all of the time. But the one that really, I agree, it's really hits home with people is the art of receiving. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, one way to look at it is how much will we let in? Because the, there is a point where it can be a little uncomfortable for us to receive yeah. or we don't trust it. So that chapter is really all about breaking that down and inviting you to receive more so that you can ultimately give more because that's the truth of us as, as souls. When we, when we have a fill, when we filled our own cup, our natural proclivity is to be benevolent and to give out and give back. So it kind of links back to the self-care there. Yeah, it really does. Okay, so we only have about four minutes left, and I really want to give the listeners a taste of the energy updates. You know, before the show, we kind of talked about where we were on that cycle, um, but I really want to give them a taste of the energy updates, what that looks like, and the cycle that we're in right now. Yeah. So every month I do this energy update. It's on YouTube. Um, my channel is Lee Harris Energy. We put them on Facebook. But, you know, probably the best place to go is my website, LeeHarrisEnergy.com. And it's like a weather report for your emotions and your energy. Um, and I do my best in about 15, 20 minutes to give you an overview of some of the themes that are hitting the planet this month as they may show up for you. So, this month's has just gone out um, today, um, and the themes for this month were saying no to overwhelm and that becoming a lot easier for people. So it might show up for you as, you know, you've been overwhelmed and all of a sudden you start saying no this month in an even bigger way, but that you'll be setting a new precedent for that. Um, explosive energy and the energy of surprise. So this mm. can show up as people being explosive around you. It might mean you suddenly have this outburst of anger or this rush of energy, but sudden 
sudden changes happening in your life or around you. Um, there was also um, the other theme. I'm trying to remember what the other one was now. Uh, let me think, because it was a few days ago. Um, well, what I will what I will share is maybe it's probably best to go and check the video out. But what I try and do is give a little bit of an overview of what might be showing up and how you might best navigate it. Um, yeah. And that's what I was going to say is that listeners go watch the audio because I'm sure there's a navigational tool in there so that we know when that explosive moment comes up or how to even maybe avoid those explosive moments and maneuver through that with a little bit more grace and ease. I think you used that word somewhere in this conversation was grace and ease. Um, mm. I'm, I'm not exactly sure where, but I feel like that came up at some point and maybe just using the tools in energy speaks are going to be able to offer us a, a greater sense of grace and ease in our lives. Um, so Lee, as we kind of wind down here, I love for my guests to leave the listeners with something they can take out into the day to elevate their soul. Um, maybe raise their vibration in some way. What would that be for you? Well, it's funny. I was going to share that on my website, we have an Elevate Your Abundance uh, free gift. Uh, so you'll find that at the top of the homepage. So I'll first of all share that. It's an audio, a video, and a PDF. Um, but what I would say today is see what you can notice in the slow and the quiet moments today. Because mm -hmm. so much of our world is speed-based, but see if you can take five minutes to go into the garden or look out of the window and just take five minutes where you don't do what you thought you were going to do and see what messages come to you, see what feelings come to you and see what just changing your behavior just for that five minutes can do in terms of bringing something new into your life. Because there's a lot of new energy on the planet right now that we are primed to enter into we just need to create the space to do it which goes right back to the beginning of this conversation and the clearing phase which i've just remembered was one of the themes of the update to uh, that we're in a clearing phase to let new energy in right now well and in order to receive we have to clear Right? Absolutely. We have to clear some things out. Oh, Lee, thank you so much for being here with me today. I give you a deep bow and so much love. Listeners, check out Lee on the Soulful Living page here at Empower Radio. Thank you so much, Terry. It's been wonderful to be with all of you and bow to all of you guys too. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.